don't care now what somebody thinks mm-hmm. about me. I really don't. And um, I feel like there's so much more power in being real and authentic and those connections that I've made because of that. I feel like I'm more myself. Whereas before I was constantly pretending and that is exhausting. Welcome back to Perspective. And it feels like I haven't chatted with you in a long time. I don't know why it feels like our last recording was so long ago, but even though our live, I don't know, I was going to be like, it's because we're so busy. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> I don't really know why it feels that way, but I also feel the same. And it's funny every time you say that, um, like, oh, it feels like it's been forever. I always feel the same way. It's like, no, I- I'm good. I, I had enough of you. <laughs> If you ever say that, I'll come and find you. Like, no, I was pretty filled up from you. I could go another few days. Yeah, I really had enough yeah. of our friendship, quite frankly. No, I don't want to, like, cut it Good. entirely. I just, you know, it's fine. Well, this might be the last yeah. episode, everyone. So, um. Breaking news. We may have a problem. Breaking news. Jess is over me. You know, I didn't even notice myself till this moment. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Of course, it, it feels like forever. And I don't even think I can't even tell you the last time I saw you because, well, I don't have a car, so that's not helpful. And it's also COVID and I don't live in the same city. There's a fucking too many reasons, man. <laughs> it's been too long. And yeah, our schedules seem to always conflict when we have like actual free time when we can like get together but it'll happen yes well hopefully sooner um i will get a car honestly guys i always thought that a car was like you know a luxury item or like it's a fucking necessity i hate to say it but it is because it sounds so entitled but i once you have a car and you don't have one it's gone it's a nightmare well i think that's why it's considered luxury because it's inconvenient if you've been used to the luxury of having a car and now you don't it's very inconvenient. Yes, for I know you, you're but... rational. I it's no, it's a necessity. So it's, it's a helps me live. Okay. <laughs> I think it's a want versus need scenario. Well, like I need these two hundred dollars shoes versus <laughs> I want these two hundred dollars. Well, okay. So this is gonna sound crazy, but when I don't know if I have even said it on the pod, but I got into an accident on the highway. And this guy reared me on the friggin' highway. And yes, I'm fine. Everything's fine. But my car was totaled. But anyways, I felt devastated when the tow truck like took it away and like took her to her death. Essentially, <laughs> I was like very <laughs> sad. Yeah. And I didn't realize, you know, because I've been in other accidents and lost other cars before. But this one. <laughs> Let me just state that this one was not your fault, though. Well, most of the other ones weren't either. <laughs> Well, most. <laughs> One but time. No, this was, the thing is, though, this vehicle was pretty new for you already, and now it's gone. Well, and I loved her. And then it was funny because after I got, after she was gone, one of my friends was like, oh, thank God that it's for the best. And I'm like, pardon? <gasps> I know. Way. I was like, nothing wrong. What are you talking about? Car. I fucking love that car. She was cute. <laughs> she got me everywhere. Like, oh, my God, I love my car. And I went through like a week long sadness over it i'm still sad <laughs> fuck it i ain't scared to admit 
Well, you're going to get a new one, and it's going to be lovely, and you're going to fall in love with that new cartoon. <sighs> Hopefully soon. And then I can come and see you. Yes. Also, what has been lovely is the sunshine this last oh, week. Yeah. I have to say, prior to this past week, I was in like a very dark like place, just down. I couldn't do anything. I know I've mentioned it on the pod before, and same as you. We've definitely had those ebbs and flows throughout the past year and a bit. Um, but the one, the two weeks ago was a pretty, pretty deep one. Like I don't think I've been feeling that low um, for a long time. And I don't know if it's just because of like so many differing things we're hearing in the media. And obviously, yes, we can't stop talking about like the media and the narrative and blah blah blah. But it was just it was tough i think it was a like, combo because there it was all yeah. that stuff and the but weather. at the same yes exactly at the same time we're coming into like seasonal affective disorder to the max because you know i think it really hit us hard this year because normally we do have more things to distract us from that and we didn't this year so that and then the lockdown again so of course this is how we felt oh 100 percent. that is exactly what it was I just really noticed it this Me time. Me too. Um, and uh, one of the things that really helped, of course, the weather. We know that always helps. And being a Leo. Or it is insane I how it does that. I am a sun baby. Yeah, it really is. But it, I, you know, there's something to be said for that vitamin D. It just like it's for your soul. It just literally warms your heart and soul. Um, and, and it's nice to be out in nature and not like watching from the window but i also connected (laughs) lonely uh, watching from the window that's the saddest (laughs) like thought ever it's the saddest yeah just watching outside longing for nice weather you you just picture me sitting in front of my window it's very sad like it's raining even like it's gray (laughs) well i'm sure i'm not alone i bet oh god i did that every day can relate unless you're in the u.s and like for the most part, life may be back to normal for you and can't tell you how jealous we are. Um, but no, one of the things that helped and lifted me up a bit was I connected with Carolyn, who we had on the show a little yeah. while ago. She is um, yeah, a fitness professional and she talked about just like breaking up, making up and waking up and just sort of like depression, living with that and, um, you know, relationships, things like that. Anyway, we did a workout and it was absolutely invigorating. Like it really kicked me in the ass to like get motivated again. And then combined with this week of sun and uh, it's just, I I got up and I went rollerblading this morning at 7.30 in the morning. That is such a good idea. Sometimes it's so hard to like wake up early and work out. But when you're doing something like that, it doesn't feel like it's a work. Yeah, fun outside. It doesn't feel like I'm working out. And I have to say, as, as happy as I am that you and Carolyn are like hanging and working out and doing your fitness, I'm a little gel. So just saying that, okay? Well. You can join next time. We'll, we'll figure it I'll out. drive over but, yeah. when I have a new car. Yes, please do. <laughs> Excellent. Show, show off It all car. comes full circle. <laughs> it, always. I mean, the rollerblading thing is definitely nice. We got some new ones for the whole family. Uh, but I have not been on any in probably Since high school, years. yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. That was my mode of transportation in high school. Yeah, I love my um, rollerblades. That, yeah, that's what I did, and I was in great shape. This time, what's it like? Different. I did, I did fall. You did? Um, Were you yeah, wearing pads? That's a good one. No. Why? 
because I don't have any. I do now. I invested <laughs> I was in gonna some say, of I bet you do. You're not a young little like spring chicken anymore. No spring chicken anymore. <laughs> you right. gotta watch out those bones. I, those these old hips are just gonna shatter. <laughs> <laughs> was it a big fall? Did you get hurt? It's a, it was a weird fall. Like I didn't fall oh, I onto those. my hands. So this is what happened. I'm I can still rollerblade. Like I'm I've got my rollerblade legs under me for the most part still i have like that little was it like riding a bike like yeah fill me I, in i'm living vicariously through yeah, this i have some anxiousness where it's like oh what if i roll over that pebble am i going down like i don't have the same confidence <laughs> that i had yeah. as a teen and just the sense of like um you know nothing well like, fearlessness uh, yeah. yeah exactly invincible uh but yeah I I was coming down out of a driveway and there was like a bit of a sand trap in the corner and one foot went in it and that just took me down. Like obviously if you've rollerbladed, you know that sand and rollerblades don't mix. Anything that's not a smooth surface and rollerblades don't mix. So I was gonna say. <laughs> one foot just like I, could, I tried to recover and no, it didn't happen. So I felt like weird on my side, like on my ass and hip kind of. So I didn't like hurt my knees or my hands, which is typically like what you end up doing. Um, so, but I went down hard, like a sack of bricks and my husband was there and he was like, oh my God, are you okay? And I was like, oh, so embarrassing. But yes, I'm fine. Cause he's just like pro, like on stage, on rollerblades, it's annoying. I'm like, okay, just you be alone and let me just skate up know, ahead for scoot, God's sake. Scoot along with my like wobbly body. Uh, but I will get better. It's good practice. I went out. Yeah. And... Yeah. The confidence will come back. Obviously, you're, everyone's hesitant when you first come back. And yes, you are now 20 years older. You have seen freak accidents happen. And that pebble is fucking dangerous. Like, you <laughs> know, pebble. you now know that. Those but it, it would be you. the pebble. It it's going to be the pebble, the pebble more yeah. than anything. Even the car that like runs right at you, you'll survive that. But the pebble, no. <laughs> I'm knocking on wood because reconstruction after I go down from the pebble. Yeah. Everyone pray for me. It's not fun. Yeah. I love how you've uh, developed this new daredevil fucking status. I am. Good for you. Very like, you know, adrenaline junkie. But anyway, moving on, we do have a great, great show and exciting. It was so. Especially for us because we have a repeat guest. Yeah, obviously. It's no secret we love our guests and we always fangirl so hard. So it was so nice to have uh, Nat back on, but then also bringing her partner on. It was so nice. It was, you know, to he- hear from them. And I, it was my first time chatting with Marina. So, oh my gosh, that, that conversation like really stuck with me. You know how when you just feel so good leaving a combo, you keep thinking about it. it oh, that was totally. one of those for me. It, and it's same here, like absolutely. And I've thought about it and actually... So really quick, we are having the ladies of the new podcast called Pivot and Polish On, and they are Natalie James and Marina Billinghurst. Um, Natalie was one of our early, early on guests, and it's really interesting conversation because when we had her on originally, she was on to talk about pivoting in business and in life, I guess, too, uh, where she had left, and she, she talks about it on this show too, but she had left a career in politics after 20 years to start her own business uh which was a dream of hers in the hair and makeup industry and um obviously covid had alternate plans for her in that business unfortunately so she'll get into that and then marina is an incredible artist 
and um, was so talented, kicking off a business also. And again, COVID hit, and she really had to pivot out of what she was doing too, and find new ways to use her talent for business. And um, it, it required a move, and so she also shares that uh, story, which is just inspiring both of them are so inspiring and great speakers and they're just beautiful humans like we really feel that they are just good good people to the core well yeah the strong inspirational woman type that we love to have on this is just like them to the max so obviously hearing their stories and connecting with them like it makes you feel so fucking good you know obviously not their trauma or whatever but just hearing how they're so strong and overcome this trauma and overcome everything that life has handed to them huge I love it yeah and we talk about trauma as well that's uh the point of this show actually is kind of pivoting in life and business and then also overcoming traumas and normalizing conversations around them um both people including us we've all I mean everybody has trauma at some point in their lives and you know whether it's something that would be considered very severe trauma or minimal it doesn't matter if it's trauma to you it's trauma to you and we really think that it needs to be discussed more and women connect when they are able to have those conversations it, it does build a community and that's something marina well, and sure. natalie have definitely done through different areas certainly art and then natalie's ability to connect with people as well like i said they're beautiful souls does really help to be able to talk to somebody and that's why we want to do these shows and that's why we have our guests on and specifically Natalie and Marina because that's uh, a lot of what their podcast focuses on so if you haven't heard about their podcast yet if you aren't following them you should definitely do so it's called the pivot and polish podcast and they talk with really really inspiring individuals from all different walks of life sharing their stories of success struggle and perseverance They discuss everything from humble beginnings to the challenges and sacrifices required to navigate life and business. So, I mean, they cover it all and they really have had some really interesting and inspiring guests with, you know, kind of shocking stories. Uh, So we do encourage you guys to check them out too. Yeah. So without further ado, welcome to the show, Nat and Marina. Welcome to the show, Marina. This is your first time and welcome back, Nat. We're so happy to have you both here. We're super excited to talk to you both, that's for sure, because we we have a great topic today. Thank you. It's good to be here. Thank you. Thank you, ladies, so much. And and like you said, Laura, we do have a very interesting topic today. One that I think, um, unfortunately, at this time, a lot of people can really relate to. um, And and to the first half, I guess the first part of our conversation will be be about pivoting. um, And in COVID, that's a going theme, right? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I have a lot of experience in this topic. (laughs) (laughs) You definitely do. Um, So yeah, having you, as we said, back on last time we had you on, you were sharing how you pivoted from one industry or field line of work into owning your own business. And don't want to like spill all of the goods right this second, because we'll definitely get more into it as the show progresses. But now we're having you back on to pivot for a second time. And yeah. and then Marina, same as you. Yeah. In terms yeah. of just pivoting in life. 
All the pivoting is going All the pivoting. We are the queen of pivots. The pandemic pivot year. And I think everybody has pivoted somehow. I mean, it's been heavy. But I guess for me during this time, um, the past year, I guess, is when I was like obviously going through the pandemic and that kind of triggered me to start kind of what am I doing with my life, asking all those questions. And then from there, it turned into writing a book. And from writing a book, it was like, let's declutter my life. And, you know, obviously we had to do a lot of changes um, with I moved to back to BC. So it's just been like an ongoing experience of pivoting. And the reality is, is that I'm still pivoting. And Natalie and I joined forces on a different project that led to a podcast. And it's just been like, we have no idea what's next, but we're excited to be together during this time and to have each other to lean on because the world can be overwhelming when you're stuck at home and going through all this crazy shit in your head, right? So yeah, I mean, it's amazing what you can find when you're bored at home and you're digging through the garbage (laughs) and like your, your own, your own like, um, storage and your own boxes. Like we all just have so much stuff and we were stuck at home. So it was like, what is all this stuff? But it was like more internal than that, you know, like writing the book was a lot of that realization and, you know, discovering past traumas and, also, just listening to a lot of other people's stories and learning from their mm-hmm. stories. That's amazing. And actually, um, I definitely want to get into all of that, too, and hear all about your book and, and everything, um, you know, the trauma and all the stuff. So, But why don't, before we get into it, Marina and Natalie, you guys give us a little bit of a background about, let's start with what you're pivoting. <laughs> What's the pivot? <laughs> pivot number one. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Nat. I feel like you're ready. (laughs) Well, so I was on your podcast probably just over a year ago. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. So I was, you know, well underway into this entrepreneurial journey that I was on. I left my career of 20 plus years and living my best life, right? And everything was hunky-dory. And then, you know, we find ourselves in a pandemic. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And uh, I think, you know not any different than anyone else you know we really had to push the brakes on pretty much everything and I know a lot of people were able to you know take their business and pivot online but the nature of mine just didn't allow for that it didn't allow for any of that and there was a, a little bit of time where we could take you know our team and we could do mobile um you know, makeup and hair. We did do a little bit of that, but again, the the restrictions just didn't allow for a lot of things. So, um, you know, we held on for a while and I won't get into all the details, but we had to make a really hard decision just what to do. And being that we were only, you know, three plus years into the business, I mean, I was bootstrapping this and I didn't have the luxury of you know, oodles of money to carry us through a pandemic and one that we didn't really know how Mm -hmm. long it was going to last. I think I had um, a good idea that it wasn't going to be a couple of weeks like we had all hoped in the beginning. And, you know, we we did hold on for a while and we just um, eventually got to the point where we had to say, like, how far do we do we bleed? Mm -hmm. And that's really what we were doing. Uh, my landlord wasn't going to work with us and we had zero revenue and we had a lot of expenses and a lot of debt that I had accumulated to start the business. And the crazy thing is, is that we were just weeks before that kind of setting ourselves up for, 
Do we bring on an investor and grow? Do we, you know, potentially position ourselves to sell? Like this is kind of where we were going and the trajectory was great, but it just came to a a complete stop. And um, so, yeah, we, we had to make the tough call to close, to, you know, kind of take what we could and um, continue on with the mobile side of the business. So same philosophy, same team, same energy, but just not brick and mortar. And it was the hardest thing to do. And um, to be completely transparent, I'm still like, it's like I have PTSD mm-hmm. from bet. this. I, I went to Toronto today and I had so much anxiety about it. And I just thought like, it just seems like it was such an unfair thing. You know, as you start a business, you plan for everything, or at least you think you do. And then we have a pandemic, which nobody no. could have planned for. I mean, it came out of left field. And so, yeah, it's um, it's been really challenging. And, you know, thankfully... Um, I, when I started Vent, I, just before that, I had kind of started a side, well, a a small boutique consulting firm with some colleagues of mine, but at the time, my heart wasn't really in it, so we started this, it was safe, it was kind of an extension of the work I had done in government, but then I thought, you know what, no, I really want to try this business model. And that's when I kind of stepped away from the consulting and really dove into starting Vent. But thankfully, by some saving grace, I still kept one foot in there. <laughs> because it's allowed me then, when I closed Vent, to just kind of transition back mm-hmm. into that. And... Um, you know, I was able to kind of take all of the things that this last four years has taught me and it's really changed me in so many ways and kind of put that into this new um, endeavor in terms of the offerings that we have and kind of, you know, really kind of made it something different, which I think is, um, is good. But yeah, it has been a year. It's been a year. Absolutely. And just for our listeners sake, because they may not know, but you vent, Mm -hmm. was your business and it was a blow dry bar and makeup services and Mm -hmm. just an absolute Mm -hmm. beauty of Mm -hmm. a little uh, shop and it was just like you just felt so good just walking in there so definitely um was super sad when you told me about the news um because I mean I had experienced it so did you Jess so we we all had and it was just like such a great little piece in uh, Liberty Village so heartbreaking um but yeah, there was something, something in the universe knew that like you needed to kind of hang on to that consulting side of your life. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I, I wasn't really, when I, when we got into that, I wasn't inspired by it. It was, it was like a safety net and, um, it's like, I started it because I thought, okay, you know what? And I was actually saying this to Marina today, um, my time in government, was I spent 20 years doing that and when I had to leave that it was so hard to do because I thought this is what I'm good at this is what I know how can I leave this to start something completely new that I know nothing about and that was so hard um but at the same time it's just now looking back it's so hard to go on from vent and from that identity and I think that's something that I've worked a lot on is that 
we get really attached to the ident- identity that we we have around these titles and these um, things that we do. And, and I think that's the hardest part yes. to let go of. It's like, who am I yeah, now? I totally agree with you on that. Absolutely. Who am I? What, where do I fit? What does my life look like? And that's hard. And that takes a lot of work. And the interesting thing is, is that Marina and I kind of connected just before the mm-hmm. pandemic. We were, we were always kind of connected within the networking in Toronto. Um, but for some reason, right then and there, we, we just reconnected and it became really solidified. We had lunch. It was just before the pandemic and it was Marina's birthday. I had just lost my best friend and Marina's art kind of came into my life in a very therapeutic way. And so did Marina's friendship. Like it was really serendipitous the way it all happened and it led us onto this journey that we're on now. And that's really how it happened. It was the pandemic hit. Um, Marina was went from teaching in-person workshops to trying to pivot and figure out how am I going to, you know, create this for my, my community. And then she started teaching me over Instagram live. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we created this community just by accident and it was so healing for me it's like I always told myself I'm not an artist I can't paint what am I doing but it was honestly the most magical hour every week when we came together to do that and our friendship got became so strong and then that's kind of where and I mean Lauren you know this but you know I've always wanted to start a podcast and for many reasons it didn't happen and then just naturally, here Marina and I are now starting a podcast. We're we're well underway, and we're now sharing the stories of other people because we've healed ourselves through through that process. So we just want to give a platform to other that people to so do the amazing. same thing. For, why don't you just give a little a little idea about your podcast for our listeners too? I'll let Marina do that. And Natalie, I just love when you talk because we always interview people now. So now it's like so refreshing to hear you and your story and how it all came together. It's just it when you, um, Lauren had said like the universe, like the universe, I so follow the universe now. And um, yeah, it was really interesting because Natalie and me came together. We started painting. Natalie basically was always kind of, we talked every day because we were planning these paint workshops and we just needed each other to lean on. And we had so many walls crashing down on us with the pandemic. I also had just started my business. You know, it was just a lot of overwhelm. And the only thing that brought me happiness was coming together with Natalie and teaching these workshops. But what we loved was like every week we would kind of talk about stuff and it would lead to, you know, our story and together and how what we we need each other. Community helps. Community really helps in this time of isolation. And Natalie was always, every week, she's like, you know, I really want to start a podcast. And it, it, it just was like a, a, on her on her list of like, things she wanted to achieve at some point and I was never really like wanting to do a podcast but I'm one to always go for the ride like how can I support how can I help so it eventually just came to the point where we were doing the paint workshops but then I moved and then we came to I was in a different place and it was hard with the timing but I just Natalie just said you know we're going to do this podcast and I said I want to do it with you and we were like, okay, let's do it. And then we decided to do it, but we couldn't come up with a name. Remember that? And it was all about the name. And we're like, who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? Like, (laughs) let's just do this because our intention is to, we found so much healing, like energy when we would listen to other people's stories and just have a platform where we, 
what people, what was my chicken soup for the soul was understanding that people have been in really hard places and they made it through. I don't want to watch like movies about that aren't real. I want to know about people's lives. I want to know about who got through these dark times, who was an entrepreneur and believed in themselves and failed. And when they got up again, how did they do it? Because that was what I was going through. So I'm like, do I quit? This is my life's calling. And it's like, I, I was this close to having an investor and it fell through like a week before the pandemic. And, you know, I was like, what am I supposed to do now? Like, I'm pretty much screwed. All the makers that you know, just trust me when I tell you that they pay for their markets like a year in advance. So when all the markets were canceled and we weren't even able to get our you know, deposits back and stuff, it was like, oh shit. Because even like the week after the pandemic started, I, I knew I was going to have a, a market to go to where I was going to make my money. Mm-hmm. And those markets didn't happen. So anyway, yeah, so we just came together and we made this podcast and it was after a, a whole bunch of months of pandemic kind of already the new the new reality, like the new yeah. the new normal. So we just sort of came together and I really I always had a dream to like illustrate people I admire like for fun and have a blog and like just really highlight people that I think are like my heroes. And I, we, everyone we bring on to the podcast is like essentially like a, a little bit of a hero to us. That's so how we feel my, too on our podcast. <laughs> yeah. We go, right? we get like major yeah. fangirl. Yeah. I get, I get like so excited. <laughs> and when people say yes, that you don't think, well, it's like, oh my gosh. So oh, yes. it's just such a magical <laughs> moment. And it's amazing how many people say yes that are that are a big deal and you know we can totally relate to that feeling yeah so you're just like well we're just real people and we're just they're here to share their story with anyone who will listen and those are the best kind of people so I just I just wanted to curate this like feed of having like empowering quotes come from people so for me it's like a visual I'm a creative director that's my background I'm in fact I was in fashion so I, I was like this is a perfect outlet for me to to show what I love to do and you know Natalie has She's so organized with her questions and she makes everything flow. <laughs> Where I'm just like, like flat back seat of my yang. pants. <laughs> yeah, we're yin and yang. And like, I'm not really good with scripts and stuff. I'm, I just like to speak from my heart. And Natalie always comes in to smooth it out when I'm like derailed in a conversation. <laughs> but that's what's fun is like, you don't know what you're going to get. And we don't really know what we're going to plan. But we do love to tell the truth and speak from our hearts and, mm-hmm. and, hear about what other people have been through and we just love how and like most people are there to share their story that have been through a lot and it's pretty inspiring so the whole point is like how can we give back since the world has been such a dark place for a while and a lot of people are living in tough situations so why not send them episodes of a podcast where they can maybe feel better you know one person right all you need to do is inspire one person and that's something that Natalie and I have been inspired from all the podcasts we've listened to, including yours. Oh, thank so you. We're and so we, excited to be here. Thank you. So it's amazing. We're, we love that you guys are on the show right now. And we echo a lot of those sentiments too. I mean, we started this podcast because we were curious about so many things um, that we just didn't really truly know about. And that was one side of it. But when you actually talk to the people that are living um, whatever life that they're living that we were curious about, you know, depending on their industry or their journey or their experience, like you really like 
fall in love with them as a person because you're they're being so vulnerable and they're sharing so much um obviously not all of our guests but a lot of them and there's a connection there of just like that humility and just like being able to relate maybe not directly to their story but like a hard time or something challenging or like facing adversity in so many different ways um Mm -hmm. like we've had a lot of people that are in the sex work industry and like that's just a field that is sort of like, you know, it's there, but do you really know what that means or what, like who these people are and what goes into it? So just things like that. Um, but something you said before Marina earlier on was you said you were going through garbage. Um, mm-hmm. and I kind of like took that as figuratively and literally, because I think this year we're all kind of going through like this figurative and literal garbage in our lives like Mm -hmm. the pandemic has brought nothing but well not nothing but a lot I'd say like a 90 10 shit pile (laughs) like 90 Mm -hmm. shit 10 like we're finding silver linings and people are figuring out how to pivot in all sorts of ways Mm -hmm. um but it just resonated with me because I'm like I really have kind of gone through the garbage so to speak in my home of like do I need this stuff let's kind of do this cleanse but also like in my life mm. and in my own thoughts and yeah. like just how I, my outlooks on things. So um, I kind of really liked you saying that because I was like, yeah, that's sort of what we're all seeming to be doing right now. Yeah. The mm-hmm. pandemic has brought in, brought in, is that the word? Fuck. <laughs> I say that sometimes yeah. too. <laughs> well, there's, it's not an episode. You can always rely on Jess for those. Yeah, it's not an episode <laughs> unless I say a saying wrong or a random word or something. So there it is. Um, but no, the pandemic has certainly brought, um, I know for me personally, like a whole, well, a whole new change. I totally moved cities and everything. Much like you, Marina, although not out of the province, but just uh, around the lake. So there's been so much change that has come in this pandemic. And I think that with this coming on, like obviously there was a lot of, you know, garbage and shit at the beginning and it was really tough. But then, mm-hmm. as you say, as we've all been kind of doing is just pivoting into the new reality and, you know, hearing how everyone else is doing it or like making through is inspiring and it is a nice way to connect because, Sometimes you get really low in this pandemic. And I think that mm-hmm. that being like the overarching, I guess, reality that we all are facing while we're pivoting, it just does, it makes it a lot harder. But of course, when you hear, you know, you guys have come out of it with a podcast and you've moved and you've, Natalie, you've started your business. Well, I guess kind of restarted or, yeah. you know, amped it up. Rekindled. Yeah, rekindled. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it is super inspiring. Yeah. So, I mean, nothing but nothing else it's so nice to hear that from you guys and I'm sure that a lot of people will be able to relate and and grab onto that for inspiration too and also you've started a community between the two of you as well through your like online paint workshop <laughs> I know it's so random we d- we had no idea are you guys gonna start those that again we want to okay. right now there's a lot going on in my personal world of like moving provinces like am I doing this permanently for real there's all kinds of hurdles to go through when you're in a new province and it's like you're in a different country I swear to god like it's been what after what (laughs) after what and then you know real estate and trying to like sell my house and it's been emotional Mm -hmm. and I'm just like in this weird place right now so 
yeah, it's happening. And plus, now I'm in this new place, and it's like my whole family's here, so it's really nice. And my brother has a winery right beside me. I'm actually on their property. It's my like studio, and we do pop ups at the winery. So I have to prepare to have my my barn slash gallery boutique open. And there's a lot to that too. So it's been a long winter, mm-hmm. and um, it's also terrifying because of the travel restrictions and like is what's going to happen? Like, are we get are people going to come? And yeah. So it's just been like a little bit of still I'm in that self-healing zone where I'm like, I haven't been as present on social media right now because I've been kind of working on my, I find it hard sometimes to just give, give, give when you don't even know who you are. So I'm, I try to be as authentic as possible and show up only when I'm really there and not just like, I can't do the pre, you know, the pre-programmed posts on Instagram. I just can't do it because I'm like, I'm in, too the, in the moment kind of, too creative. Yeah. And it's like, even if I write a caption yesterday, it's totally different Doesn't than the caption today. I write today. I love that. Yeah. yeah. So that's who I am. And that's why like right now we want to, I want to do the paint workshops again. My book is all about paint therapy and about painting for, you know, release ceremonies and, and healing. It's just so magic what you can do when you get your mind off of your mind and you just try something yes, new. Yes, I love that. So, yeah. So for me, art was always like, oh, I'm good at painting. Like, let's be an artist. But as I get older, it's less about being good at being an artist and more about being in the moment and just doing it for the process, for real. Like, my abstract work is my favorite now. And it's it's just really like listening to good music and having a glass of wine and just experimenting with art. It's like, wow, it's really a, it's really a thing. So it's not just about painting a perfect portrait and all those things, which are fun, but they're also a different, it's a different energy. So when I teach paint therapy or, or art, I want people to just like relax, let go and enjoy the process. So for me, that's my yoga. That's my meditation. That's my you know, painkillers and, and all, antidepressant. Like, that's what it is. So that's why I, I want to give that back. And I tell Natalie every week, I'm like, I'm feeling really depressed that we haven't been doing live paint workshops. Mm-hmm. But we can't right now because we just can't. And we will be back. And we have a three-hour time difference. So we tried different times and it's been a struggle. So we're still mm-hmm. trying to figure out when is the best time. And you know what? You can't please everybody. And I think that's what we're trying to do. We need to not try and do that. And just get back yeah. to painting and those who can come and join us. We've also talked about, Recording. you know, um, maybe showing up in a different yes. place and, you know, yes. we'll, we'll, f- we'll figure it out. But we're not, we're not gone. We're going to definitely bring it back. I don't want to put undue pressure on you ladies because I'm, we all have enough, but like, bring it back, please. <laughs> I want to paint. Jess is an artist. No, Jess is an artist. don't embarrass me. I, no, I'm not. Oh my gosh. I'm not an artist. Yes, you are. She's a, yes, you she are. Is. Cool I just like have this whole argument on, on air here. Yeah. <laughs> like, stop. No, I, I just Everyone's really like Everyone's an artist, Jess. <laughs> and, and that I do agree with because like you were saying, Marina, it is therapy. It is an outlet. And, and I feel the same way. Like I, you know, I'm I'm not an artist, but I do like being creative, and it's stop it. No. You are, <laughs> yeah. No, no, I'm really embarrassed. But, um, and I, but I really feel that way. And, and when I edit, I can't edit unless I'm painting because I like to have that. Like, it's the only thing that calms me down. If I'm not painting mm-hmm. while I'm editing, I am doing. I'm now on like a website. I've left the room, and I'm like, oh shit, what am I doing? <laughs> like, I have I, I use it to focus. So, um, yeah. I do love I hear the painting you. and the focus and the meditation that it does Mm -hmm. bring Mm -hmm. 
It is. And you put good intention into it. So part of like my, my nine magical butterflies is like every butterfly has a different intention. So say you are going through something that you can't let go of. Like you, you, there's just something that's like you can't get out of your mind. It's like paint something with the intention of letting that out of your mind. And the butterfly will like fly off the page and it'll give you some calm wow. sensations for that time. And it really worked for me. Like I'm telling you, I went through serious depression in 2018 when I got in my car accident like serious dark dark places and I'm like a freaking ray of sunshine so it was really hard for me to be that you know into this I'm like I don't who who is this new person that I am that's so depressed and you know that was the only thing that healed me I would like the only thing that brought me joy was my paintbrush and it wasn't for painting like again perfect beautiful things it was just for the process so that's when I'm like how can I incorporate this with a healing like formula like you know like an exercise like you wake up you do your workout that creates endorphins you start your day and you're ready to go some people they don't go to the gym and then they're like angry and frustrated all day and they haven't had their chance to have that release that's wow. me with art that's amazing I, I just wanted to be able to give that back because I believe that's fantastic. in it thank you for sharing that yeah, and Natalie, you, um, since we kind of connected a couple of years ago now, you are someone I always have felt is like very inspiring and uplifting. I mean, yes, because of like the work that you've done and like your experience in life, uh, but just also like through like your personality. And I, I think Marina, you probably can attest to this. You're just a very like welcoming soul and it's you're very easy to talk to and you seem very genuine. So it's always so nice to like be able you let me bounce ideas off you you let me just like text you randomly and like just start up these lengthy conversations so I think you two combined is are really perfect to have started this like pivot and polish podcast um (laughs) because you both have a healing energy about you and people definitely probably can relate to you know some of your stories but just using the tools that you're providing, like share your truth and try paint therapy or, and you say you don't have to be a quote unquote artist, but just like find that outlet. And it's, I think sometimes it's easier said than done. Um, I know for myself, it's like, well, I just need to like let this go. And I am that person that goes to the gym, but I can't Mm -hmm. go to the gym right now Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. so then it's like okay what else well the podcast for sure for us is like very therapeutic because it just is an opportunity to kind of just like talk things out um but it's a distraction in a good way too because I'm talking about things I am genuinely interested in but I'm also like here I'm I'm present in these conversations so I'm letting like all the other stuff that's like bogging my brain down go at the very least you're getting an escape from it for the hour at least exactly (laughs) And I'm learning something and yeah. having fun always too. So when I started listening to your podcast and hearing um, your story with uh, Michelle, who's your first guest, mm-hmm. it was like, mm. wow. Like it took me to some places um, in my own childhood. Um, and I'm speaking specifically about uh, Marina, your and Michelle's kind of relationship. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. um you talk about trauma there and it was like, whoa, maybe that's like where some of my issues are coming from. Like, I know they always say like, oh, well, everything that you deal with as an adult is because of your childhood. 
Mm -hmm. I, I believe some of that, some of that I don't. I think we also like create our own things too. But um, it was just really interesting to like take that story and then like start in my mind, I was listening to it in my car and I was just like, holy crap, just like shot back mm -hmm. to many, many years ago and thinking like, mm -hmm. how could I have done things differently? And like, was mm -hmm. it me? And like, mm -hmm. it was just, it, it was super relatable. I found the same thing because I was present during the interview yeah. <laughs> and um, I knew a lot about Michelle as well. And um, it took me back too. it took me back to different scenarios, friendships that I let go to soon, um, things that I did wrong, things that I needed to fix. It really does bring back those things. And I thought it was a really powerful conversation as well. Well, you're you were super so vulnerable. good in the conversation. Yeah, like Natalie just being there was mm -hmm. like, it was like a comfort blanket for me because I was the she most vulnerable person in that situation. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. I could go, like I could do a whole podcast episode about how magic, magical it is to have somebody as soothing Aww. and comforting as Natalie is my partner. Like We talk every know, day. So we talk every day. Like we're besties. And I don't, it, it's like, uh, it's just a miracle when people come into your life and like that you didn't know for your whole life like I just turned 40 like I didn't know Natalie until I was 39 mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's like she's my like bestie for life now like it's crazy it's crazy to think you never know what's just around the corner and that's what gives me hope is that yes the things that happen to you when you're younger in your childhood are so profound as you grow older because it's all about your inner child you're dealing with your inner child when you're like honestly when you're an old person like my, my, all my grandparents have gone through, you know, suffering in their old age with either dementia and stuff and like weird stuff comes out. And I truly believe if you don't deal with it while you're on this planet, your soul will never, never rest. But I also believe that bad things that happen to you are not your fault. Mm -hmm. And as a child, you don't understand those things and you, you do what a normal human would do. You get defensive, you react, you start to build your own narrative. And that narrative sometimes is lies and sometimes is all these other things. And you can't help but feel like there's something wrong with you because of bad things that happen to you. And that's what people need to know is not true. It's not your fault when something bad happens to you. But it took me until my late 30s to, to really understand that. So when I was cleaning out the garbage <laughs> and I found some like really bad things like stinky garbage I was able to take it out and when Natalie and I were talking about this she's like those things were buried inside of you and now they're free they're never gone forever mm -hmm. but every day my body is lighter and lighter and I'm understanding it more and I'm healing so there is hope we we can heal it it and the universe will open up for you when you are ready for it to and it was just a series of events that led to me actually writing it out on a piece of paper, something I never even said out loud. Can you imagine? It was buried so deeply that um, I never even said it out loud. And what's crazy is that when I was writing my book, there's a chapter called Happiness. And in the chapter, it was basically like an, an analogy on the, you know, the princess and the pea. Mm -hmm. So the princess can't sleep because of a little pea. And that means she's a princess, right? But the reality is, is that if we bury even the tiniest little pea of a secret in our body and we don't let it out, we'll never have a good night's sleep and we'll never be free from that secret. It will always be buried inside us. And that's happiness. True happiness is owning your shit, 
wearing your shit on your sleeve, being like, yes, I'm damaged, I've been abused, I've lied, I've stolen, I've cheated, I've done it all, but I'm sorry, and this is why I did it, and this is what happened, and I'm okay now, and I can be trusted. And that's the that's the conversation you have to have with yourself, and those are so important. And I feel like now that I just turned 40, it's like I'm the best version of myself, but it took 40 years to get here. Wow. Do you think facing your traumas like that head on is how you healed? It was a series of events. So facing it was the first step and then going back and I'm just that kind of person. Like I wanted to go back and interview people from my life that could give me answers to like who, who that version of myself was at that age. And I'm telling you, everyone was like, oh my gosh, you are the most kindest, loving, caring person. And I only hurt a couple of people and Michelle was one of them because she was my friend immediately after what had happened to me. So I basically took everything out on her, even though we were like best friends and we had such a, like a love for each other that it's, I've still never had a friend like her, which is crazy. Like think about your childhood and that best friend you had, like in the summer, running around, doing fun things, playing at the playground, going to like the CNE or whatever you, whatever you did. It's like those memories don't leave you. And we had a bond that was so strong that that's why it's like you can bury things at that age because you are such a powerful person even at that age and you don't even know. So, yeah, I think, did I answer your question? I don't even know. (laughs) Yeah, you did. Totally. I mean, for you saying that that's where you started your healing is kind of like facing um, Mm -hmm. the trauma. Yeah, and that was the hardest part. the the, The aftermath because of the trauma. Yeah, and that was the hardest part. The hardest part was just saying it. Like I told Natalie, I had an exorcism right here where I'm sitting right now because I was typing out the story. And when I like read it back, I was like, I was like, honestly, like having a freaking exorcism. I was on the floor, like bawling my eyes out, like couldn't even believe it, never even said it out loud. And my mom happened to call me in the middle of this exorcism. Like my phone's ringing and I'm like, oh God, oh God. And she's like, what? what happened? Anyway, so I just like, and I told her and she like cried with me and we had such an amazing thing. But even as a child, like I always thought that she would like not accept me (laughs) and it was like not my fault. So it's like one of those things where she's like, of course, I love you. I'm, I'm so sorry this happened to you. You're amazing. You're beautiful. Like you'll always be the most amazing, beautiful person. And like, even at my age now, that was like hard. It was hard to, uh, you know, Wow. I think this is the the hardest part too is, you know, I can relate to that so deeply, although in a different way. I mean, I created a narrative in my mind about who I needed to be and who I wasn't allowed to be. And I buried, I mean, I hid myself for 30 plus years, right? Like, that's crazy. But, you know, you can honestly create these ideas and and then you have fear around it and it becomes so heavy at times that it's really hard to break free from it. But once you start to break it apart and own it and understand it and share it, that is mm-hmm. like, honestly, that was the biggest thing for me was to just let it out. Let it, yeah. like you mm-hmm. said, put that butterfly on paper and let it fly away Yeah, because it it's so true. And then when you start to share your story, and you realize that you're not alone. 
mm-hmm. right? You then then you're you're helping somebody else, and mm-hmm. there's that's where community happens, and that's where healing happens, and that's yeah. where it just it changes everything. And I just wish, like I always say, I just want to be the voice that I needed when I was like twelve and thirteen years old that I never yeah. had. And it doesn't have to be that your story is the same as mine or the same as Marina's or the same as someone else's. It's just that there is, we've all gone through things. We all have Mm -hmm. a story. We all have pain. We've all, you know, made mistakes and and, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, when we talk about social media right now and this weird place that we're in, um, I really don't resonate with people who are putting out a perfect life it's not real and it doesn't it I don't connect with that Mm -hmm. and you know that's something common we've heard with our guests on our show too is just like those aren't our people and Mm -hmm. I really don't believe it Mm -hmm. I don't think it's true and it doesn't mean that everybody has trauma it doesn't mean that everybody has something like that but we all have a story we all do I think sometimes when you know something happens something terrible or trauma or something happens you go into survival mode for a really long time or however long it's like very rare will something traumatic happen and then you start healing like immediately in a really healthy way right a lot of the time you get put on some sort of a survival mode and and you don't even know how to deal with a lot of shit that happens or your feelings about what happened or like the repercussions of it so um, when you're able to get off that survival train and get onto a healing train, um, I think, you know, obviously that's the ideal thing to happen is to get on that and get into that place. And when you speak about mm-hmm. your healing or when you speak about the, uh, you know, event or effect on you, it does help you pull you off that train. And sometimes that when you go down a bad path and sometimes um, the more you talk about it, the more you start healing that's the best mm-hmm. way to do it. And sharing is, is for me, one of the best ways to like deal with trauma. And, you know, I, I sometimes I overshare too much to the point where it's like, okay, I'm obsessing. <laughs> you know what I mean? We but are so similar. We're all working on ourselves. <laughs> yeah. I, I can relate to that too. And I think part of it though, is there probably is this element that we hold within ourselves, no matter what kind of trauma whether it's actual trauma or not, or just like a really bad thing or situation, it's like this shame and guilt, right? That those two words just circulate, especially around women from a very young age. For so many things. For so many things. And if something happens to you that's like Marina said, is not your fault, you don't know that. So Mm -hmm. then you keep it inside, you bury it and you bury it because if God forbid you say the words, or you tell the story that someone will judge you and it'll be shameful and you should feel guilty and you should be embarrassed. And even if it's a normal thing, you know, not some, not a trauma that, you know, happened to you or somebody, you know, victimized you, which obviously is, you know, inexcusable, but even if it's like something normal, but still traumatic, like a breakup or something like that, you still feel shame. Or a friendship breakup. Yeah. For sure. For some reason, we're so programmed to still also feel shame for these things, and um, it, and it's crazy. Like that, that's kind of our hope with a lot of our conversations is to normalize these things. So at least there's one woman out there that doesn't feel shame about something that's sh- not their fucking fault. Or yeah, it's super important to normalize because 
that it, it is true that people do feel better when you hear like a similar story of their lives and you can either relate whether it's like oh my god I went through almost that exact thing or um just in having someone talk about their trauma and like owning it like that's Mm -hmm. that's a very major thing and same here like it took me a lot of years and actually kind of came out on one of an episode we did um with gnarly and she um kind of like did a exercise with us and was like you know think about some things that happened in your past and I did it separately after the podcast episode two where I like did like one of her um like workshops um one-on-one and like she puts you in this whole trance and like I had to like really like allow it to come out because I didn't want to believe it I think because I think I felt kind of like embarrassed of myself for what happened like a thousand years ago when I was a kid and I never addressed it and I kind of just like yep bottled it up and rolled along and it it had to do with like some friends and friend groups and I was just like no I have to like I have to take it out I have to get it out now and I did Mm -hmm. and it was like it changed how I interact with some of those people still friends um, how I viewed them and then how I viewed myself in those relationships too. So it really, truly like getting it out, like that is a very, that is a good advice. And it's very it cathartic. Like simple. It is. It it's seems hard, simple, but, but it's, it's cathartic. Yeah. When you're older, when you're stronger, when you're in a place that can handle that, because, you know, sometimes that trauma obviously is traumatic Mm -hmm. so it's hard to like deal with it (laughs) for lack of a better word but it's hard to you know face it so when you're in a place of you know I think as women um Marina as you said you're 40 and now you're in the best like place of your life I've noticed that the older that I get you just get better and better and more confident more strong um so you I think you become more equipped to be able to handle to an extent obviously you know what I mean it's really interesting. I find that this conversation keeps coming up and it's around shame and judgment and guilt. And somebody asked me in a recent podcast, like, how did you go from being super anxious? Because I honestly, when I was holding on to all my shame and hiding, I had so much anxiety. I never, the thought of speaking on a stage, the thought of doing a podcast like this was just, I would rather lose a limb. Like I was wow. terrified. And the reason is, is because you, I hadn't healed the things I needed to heal. And you, when you are feeling very vulnerable and you have all this shame, that's where the judgment comes in. And it's just, it's such a spiraling kind of like a hamster wheel to be on. But I really find that since I have dealt with all of the things, and not to say that I still don't have hard days and the things don't still come up and it's still not there. It is. But I feel like I'm in a different place where I don't care now what somebody thinks Mm -hmm. about me. I really don't. And um, I feel like there's so much more power in being real and authentic and those connections that I've made because of that. I feel like I'm more myself. Whereas before I was constantly pretending and that is exhausting. Oh my God. And I always say people who have a lot of anxiety, it's, I think it's because they haven't healed something and they're worried about being judged for it or being seen, being called out on it. And that's just my experience. I don't know if that's the same for everybody. 
Um, but I always find that when I feel anxious or when I feel that shame come up, it's because there's something I need to really look at, something that needs some more internal work. There was something, I had a similar experience when I used to have bad anxiety too, but it wasn't necessarily um, in the same alignment as yours. It was more like I was so fucking unhappy in my relationship in my life and I got so anxious because sometimes you don't well I me not sometimes I shouldn't speak for other people as me I like I didn't realize you can leave like you can you don't have to be unhappy and that was like a crazy yeah that was a like huge amazing reality check but it so my unhappiness manifested into anxiety and then you know that's a whole slew of other issues so I think you're on to something when you say anxiety well obviously anxiety is a result of something else going on and sometimes it just takes a good look at what that could be Mm -hmm. I don't think people want to reflect inwards it's hard and that's probably why it takes so long for a lot of people to come to these realizations and these acceptances of themselves and facing their traumas and facing their issues um because then you have to like kind of admit in a way like there's something wrong and you have work to do. And that's a scary thing to like own about yourself. Um, Even though I'm glad we're talking about this because I think that is a way to normalize that too, is that it's okay. Like you don't have to, no one's perfect. Like you said now, like on the Instagram, like these like perfectly beautiful curated slides, but that are representing a life is like, I hope these people are genuinely happy because I don't want to be like this dark cloud. It's like, no one's really happy and that's all bullshit. Like, no, yeah. I hope that these people are, you know, as genuine as it seems. And and I just know, because it's a reality check for myself, I just know that, like, yeah, they probably have days when they cry on the floor of the bathroom. Like, right? like, like, we, we all, all do. do. Like, we at all. least once yeah. a week, right? <laughs> <laughs> nightly that's how I go yes 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 it's part of my night routine last year (laughs) yes um but yeah like it's it is it's really more about just like being realistic I think now and it's hard to do Mm -hmm. obviously because of like we're constantly inundated with unrealistic things and then it kind of like blankets trauma in a way because it's like you want that not to be realistic and then mm-hmm. you have to be like, well, it, it is though. So, yeah. So Nat and Marina, it's, it's what one. would you guys, what's some advice you would give to somebody who either had trauma or has to pivot? You know, that can be traumatic as you said, Nat, you felt that way with your business. Um, so what would you give advice for any woman that's, well, woman, because that's our audience, but anyone really that's going through something like that? I would probably start with like, um, I almost died in a car accident. I didn't actually die. And what I realized in that pivotal um, moment was that paradigm shift where who's this curated Instagram feed for? What is my real purpose in this planet? Am I am I doing this to like get there to for them or I'm doing this for me? I don't have to be perfect. I just have to show up and I have to be true to myself. And if like I want to be a fashion designer or a singer or a yoga teacher, or a doctor, or if I want to be a real estate agent, that's what I want to do. So who gives a fuck what anybody else has to say, including my mother, including my father, including my husband, including my sister. 
This is my life and it's very, very short. Our lives are so teeny tiny short. We're like a little speck in this universe. So why are I've been we holding back? So much lately. Right? I it's really like have. life's too short. Life's too short. I keep I, yeah. I'm saying it all the time. And regret is so much more painful than failure. So why should we be in our deathbed when we're 80 saying, I wish I went and sang in the opera? You know, it's like, you should have tried. If that's what you really want to do, no one's going to stop you and your heart is going to open up so you'll be able to do it. You just have to believe in yourself and stop being influenced. I love that. The word of the decade, I think, influenced. It's really funny, and I I struggled with this a lot in the beginning because I I do like to share. I like to be real, and I didn't share everything because I was still trying to percolate all the things I was feeling, but really my biggest fear was I didn't want to come across as, um, I don't even know how to articulate this properly, but because basically my business failed, it's it is what it is out of my control and it was devastating um i still felt like i can't i gained so much more than i lost through the last several years and my biggest fear was that i was going to derail somebody else from following their dream because mine didn't work and I really was mindful that when you have an audience and people who are watching and listening, you have a responsibility in a way as well to be real. But also like I just I felt like so sad for people who were kind of on the brink of starting something new and then felt afraid to do it because of what was happening around them. And I still like as much as I'm going to be digging myself out of a hole for ever I still feel inspired to start new things I'm not it didn't it didn't destroy my spirit of wanting to try and I just hope that people don't feel jaded from this last year and I feel like yes it's been hard and I was joking with someone the other day and I said I was one of those people in the beginning it was like we've been given this gift of time this is so amazing and all our people are home and our kids are here and this is wonderful and now that's precisely the problem. Yeah. Everybody's home, right? <laughs> all the time. And like, let's all be real. We're all just like, can I just have five minutes to myself? But it's just like, that's life. That's real. And I'm going to share that. Yeah, I was one of those people in the beginning that was drinking the Kool-Aid of this is wonderful, this time that we've been given. And now I'm just like, oh, for the love of God, <laughs> can I please have my time to myself but honestly, it's just like, I still feel excited for what's coming. Yeah, I'm going to be digging out my hole and I'm going to be in debt forever. But I'm still super excited about our podcast. I have new ideas. And I'm just like, I'm not going to let it destroy me. Holy and shit. I hope that, that people come out of this feeling the same way. Don't wow. let it jade your your vision and your passion and your excitement for the things that you want to do. Even with like... <laughs> I know I, even for me saying it about your business saying like, oh, it failed. It, I don't really think it no. failed because it really wasn't. It, it was yeah, very it was successful amazing and going. Business. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, it had to close because yes. of the circumstances. But just that kind of like sentiment, you, if you want to call it failed, like just for lack of better term, um, you had successes within that failure though. Mm-hmm. And like all of your different journeys in business you had successes in like 
if people quit something, is that mean they failed at it or they're just like, well, I'm going to do something else now. So like, yeah. I think it's a silver lining. It's a very optimistic approach, but it is like true. It's nice to think like that because it's like, well, as they say, when one door closes, another opens and like so many things opened yeah. because you had to walk away from vent. Yeah. And, and I mean, then for you, Marina, having to like sitting down and being able to like start putting words to paper about your life and like allowing yourself to kind of start being open to sharing that with could be millions of people at some point. Um, I mean, again, that's another door that opened because something else closed. And I think that both of your stories are so beautiful. They're inspiring. Um, We usually take a lot of really great energy from every episode that we do. And this is no different. I know that we're talking about trauma, which is, you know, synonymous with negativity usually, but like, it's really inspiring and it's really uplifting and you both have such a great energy and I think that people will benefit from listening to your podcast partaking in any of the workshops or different community events that you eventually resume and I think will do um you both just have that like persona that you need to like give to people and it's it's it honestly is oh, so thank great. you so much lauren and what, what jess was saying earlier about how she like maybe sometimes overshares and maybe my book will trigger people and maybe it's an overshare i learned a lot about myself in writing my book um stuff i didn't know about myself so i encourage everybody to just like write a little bio do a timeline like one of the things i do in my book and it's one of my exercises is that it's from the year you were born to right now like Make a quick timeline and, and add pivotal years and things that happen and, and start to see patterns about all your accomplishments and all the magical failures and what they have brought you because failures are trophies. Like we survived that failure and mm-hmm. now look what we've mm-hmm. become. If we never failed, we'd never really learn because I've only learned from my failures. And you don't have to share your traumas with the world. You don't have to write a book about the things that have happened to you. But if they're buried inside you, you have to let them out even just to yourself or to your partner or to somebody or anyone, a counselor. I told my family before I told my shrink. <laughs> so when my shrink, even when I told my shrink, she's like, what? Because I've been talking to her for two years, right? Wow. Like, can you imagine the shit we bury in our bodies? It's like, we got to let that yes. shit out. Yeah. And you'll feel so much lighter and healthier and stronger because that's when you can start to overcome it. I know like these cliches are so hokey, but it's like time does heal things and, you know, Sometimes, uh, oh, I just had another good one. It's, it's, it's like as lame as it gets, but it, they're so true. I love they, it. They really <laughs> are. Um, this is what Jess is good at, not remembering I can't recall. Any. There's something wrong with my brain where I cannot, like, recall <laughs> things. Yeah. Anyways, you guys know all the the hokey sayings, like, and they, and they are, they come from somewhere, and I think that that is... Oh, yeah, this too shall pass. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it was. Oh, uh, yes, this too shall pass. That's like my, that, I'm tattooing that on my face. Like, it's ridiculous. <laughs> but they are cliche yeah. and they are, um, you know, so popular, these sayings, because they're true. Yeah, they're true. They resonate. We, we all resonate with them. And, and, you know, listen, we're just, we're just so, we're so feeling like we all have a purpose on this earth and, um, I just feel like I have gained so much from other people's journeys and 
their stories and given me space to share mine like being on your podcast now twice it just it gives us space to share and I just hope that you know like one person takes something away from it and that's really the purpose of our podcast it's just to be of service and give people space to share and um, well I can guarantee it's been like life-changing I, and I speak for Lauren and myself, and that's the truth. Um, definitely speaking to you ladies has been so nice. And I feel your energy all the way, you know, through the computer and through provinces uh, for you, Marina. So, like, thank you so much. And we can't wait to do your art classes. And I can't wait to read your book and to keep listening to your your guys' podcasts. Well, we'll have to fi- have you guys on and hear about all your traumas next. So. Yes. <laughs> Don't worry, I can fill that hour up real quickly with all my oversharing. <laughs> you guys are amazing. Thank you so much. You know, I remember meeting Lauren, I think, at like a Business Babes event. It was like my first yeah, pop up. And you were like, I talked to you for like the longest and you were like, oh, I'm launching a podcast. And I was, I was so excited to hear about it. And I listened to all the, the first episodes and Natalie was on. And that's how I heard Natalie's story for the first time. So it's all just Aww. magical, like synergies, how we've all come together. And we're all like, we're all on the same team. And we're all just wanting to create this beautiful community where it's safe to not be perfect. And it's actually better when you're not perfect because your life means more mm-hmm. and it can empower more. And we're just grateful that, you know, we know you and we're excited to have you on ours soon. Yay. Yay. And yeah, you're right. It makes us all much more relatable and and feeling like we belong. And it is another cliche is just women supporting women. I was right? just like, going to say, girl power. Exactly. Girl power. We need to be promoting this constantly um, because sometimes the proverbial man will get you down. Um, but... Yeah, I, you guys need to tell our listeners where they can find you because there's a few different places yeah, now. Yeah, all the places. Um, so <laughs> plug all of the places. Well, we are on the Pivot and Polish podcast. Um, and then I'm Art of Marina. So yeah, Art of Marina on Instagram. I, I, I swear Instagram's the best place to find all of us. And then Natalie is... Yeah, I'm Dot Natalie James, and I spend most of my time there. I've tried all the other platforms, yeah. but God love it. Like, I, I just, I can't. It's a lot. I can't Same. do it. I can't do it. So that's where we are, and we're super excited. And um, yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks for having us. Yeah, this was really fun. It was like girl talk. I feel like we can hang yeah. out all night. Yeah, it, Grab the, the vino. Exactly Let's do this. Yeah, that's want. what we need, totally. a wine. <laughs> next time we should. Yes. yes. And next time we have you on, hopefully we'll have be able to hear you tell more of your stories and maybe you'll have your book published yes. and there'll be mm-hmm. a lot more to talk I know about. I feel like there's more but we run at a time and it, it's amazing how quickly it goes it does. honestly it's crazy and yeah I totally remember that's a, I can picture where we met Marina mm-hmm. um you had such a, a beautiful little setup because you have such beautiful artwork and designs and everything and it was mm-hmm. like totally eye-catching um so for anybody that hasn't seen Marina's work, you definitely need to check out her Instagram so you can also um, purchase some really beautiful items. Aww, and mm-hmm. as always, you can follow us at Herspective underscore podcast. Uh, we too just live on Instagram. <laughs> the rest That's of the it. sites are a bit much for us. Um, but thank you again, ladies. Uh, like we already said, we hope to talk to you again on the show, yours or ours, mm-hmm. very soon. Thank you. Thank you so much. Bye.